a bit of an enforced break from rugby, but still plenty to talk about on the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. all about Wales International joining up to play regional rugby next season and how one of Welsh rugby's stars of the future is developing in the current situation. And first, how Wales women are coping after their first get-together under a new coaching team with Warren Abrahams, Rachel Taylor and Sophie Spence. Women's Six Nations have been pushed back by coronavirus of course, plus there's still a World Cup set for later in the year. Plenty for Captain Chu and Lillicrap to discuss with Liz Jones. First training camp of the year, 2021. How is it go? You know, getting to know the the new coaches and how's that cohesion coming along with the players and coaches? Oh, yeah, it's really good. Um, it's nice to get together so soon after the new year and you know keep building on what we started to build on. But the new coaches have been great. You know, lots of fresh ideas, lots of learning, and uh, lots of hard work. So you know, it was a challenging day yesterday, but challenging in a in a good way. And I think you know we're gelling as a squad now as well from being together. So you know, it's so important now in the build up to what's a what's a big year. So uh, really enjoyed the first day and and today so far. Warren has talked about that cohesion and things are obviously slightly different around a training session and camp at the moment but you're finding ways to do that and to come together again as a team after being apart for quite a few months. Oh yeah definitely you know Covid safe in everything that we do but as you said thinking about different ways that we can do things and, and being adaptable is the key thing so uh, you know, the girls are bought in fantastically really and you know feel really safe in the environment and enjoying being each other's company and working hard together again. Big year ahead obviously Six Nations and, and the World Cup all being well. What are the key aims of this weekend to start with and then start to look ahead as well but focusing on the here and now I, I imagine. Yeah, you know, our key focuses this weekend is, uh, you know, building our foundations really and exploring what we've got as a squad together and, and finding our feet. You know, that, that's the first step in, in this journey and then you know, we can keep building and progressing on that. You know, I think we absolutely have achieved that this weekend. Um, you know, you, you just all have to do is look around the barn and see the relationships that are developing, but also the confidence of the squad that's developing too. You know, is, is no lying. It's been a tough, challenging weekend, but that's what we want. We want to be challenged as a squad and we want to get better. Um, and that's what we've started doing this weekend. So it's a huge year and hopefully, you know, Six Nations and World Cup building towards. So the girls know the graft has already started and we're, we're buying into the process completely. 90% of players are training, playing with the Allianz Premier 15s clubs. That's obviously a huge advantage coming into camp now. Oh yeah, we're hugely fortunate that we've got so many girls playing in the Allianz 15s. You know, we've all had great game time before Christmas now and quite a few matches under our belt. And you know, I know the girls are pushing themselves in their clubs and bringing big things as well to our clubs as Welsh girls we are. And they do look to us a fair bit. It's a huge, huge bonus that we've got that under our belt as well. Brand new coaching team, you know, Rachel Taylor, Warren and Sophie have come in new. How are you all getting to know each other and what do you make of the new coaches? How it's the most diverse coaching team with two female coaches. How is that uh, settling in? 
Oh, it's brilliant, you know. Having Rachel involved is, is, is huge. You know, we've played with Rachel in the past and she's an inspirational person and a, and a great leader. So, but also she's been there, done it, got the T-shirt and, you know, Captain Wales for years. So has got that experience and knows how we're feeling and what we're going through. But you know, she's a fantastic coach with that as well and has brought some really exciting stuff. And likewise with Sophie, you know, she got some great experience. And Warren leading from the front, really, as, as a head coach, you know, he's been outstanding so far. He's extremely inspirational to us as players, but, you know, the time and effort that he's already put in in these first few months of appointment, uh, our games feeding back, uh, you know, even before this camp this weekend, we all feel like we know each other already, which is a huge thing, you know, even though it's camp one today, it feels like we've been together a lot longer from the work that's gone on, you know, via Zoom and, and other things as well. So, you know, it's an exciting coaching team and they're challenging us in, in ways that we haven't been challenged before. So, um, yeah, really exciting. We've got some real cool objectives, real exciting objectives. So um, hopefully we get to display it all in a few months now with the Six Nations. And as Warren says, you've got the cohesion off the field and, and around camp and that'll show itself in, in the performances hopefully too oh yeah definitely you know we're, we're working hard on, on that and you know there's the vibes here is, is is super and when we get the opportunity to take that field together I'm sure it'll shine through that I want and desire to play for each other and what we've developed on the training field and in the team room and together over over time will will hopefully shine through in our on-field performance as well but you know it's massive in the game of rugby is that want and desire to play for each other, bounce off each other and know what each other are going to do in situations. And we're being challenged in that way now. So, uh, yeah, look forward to hopefully being able to display that shortly. You're listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Yes, hopefully indeed. Well, there's been one other bit of big news this week with Wales prop Thomas Francis joining the Ospreys. Head coach for the reason Toby Booth explains what he thinks of the 60 cap rule which has helped attract Francis and what the prop will bring. I mean obviously from a playing point of view you know we've got some good tight heads and set piece is very important to us so you know I come from the premiership which obviously is how important set pieces in that so he would obviously bring greater strength in depth than that but I think the big thing above all else which was so impressive when I spoke to him was his ambition and want to help us move forward as a region and the fact that he's, you know, he's a double premiership winner and he's won Europe and he's been in a, a winning environment. I think the effect he has on the group is probably the most significant thing that I think he'll bring. A couple of questions about the 60 cap rule, because obviously you've seen that both sides of the of the bridge. What do you make of it? It's a bit of a new thing for me, really, because obviously having worked with Welsh internationals like Toby and Reese Priestland and, and people like that. And, you know, obviously I'm, we're very aware of, from a squad management point of view on on the, the wrong side of the bridge, let's put it that way, and on the right side of the bridge that I'm on now. It's obviously a massive tool to bring players back to Wales. So I understand it on both sides. I think that international coaches want the best players available to them, but they also want to try and support the regions, which is... It's there for all to see, unless there's change. It's not whether I think it's good or bad. It's there and we just have to manage it accordingly, you know. And if that provides us an opportunity to bring a proven winner, multi-capped guy back into Welsh rugby in the regions, I think that's positive for that because of the effect it has on your region. But also it's another quality player playing in Wales. And I think that the public enjoy that. And I think that 
is something that they, that we can all get behind, you know. Obviously, it helps bring someone like Thomas Francis back. You talked about English squad selection. Is that something that they that gets balanced over in England? They think, oh, we can't have too many Welsh players or we shouldn't bring them in? No, I, I think the big thing that everyone's trying to generate from a governing body point of view is you're trying to generate homegrown players you know, because homegrown players have a great emotional connection to the club that they're at. The longer they're at it, the more the emotional connection, the more the consistency of performance or effort. And that's what the connection is, psychological connection is. In relation to the financial model is you get rewarded for producing Welsh players and English players respectively. So it makes sense that you want to keep your squad as homegrown or nationally qualified as you, as you can. So there's, there's a couple of reasons for doing it. Um, I don't think from a English perspective, there's not a deliberate ploy. Everyone just wants good players. And ultimately, there's only so many good players. And the one thing that the Welsh players bring you, they bring you massive consistency and passion, which is awesome. Consistency and effort. And the English programmes are very, very strong in relation to their development pathway. They've, you know, they've got a lot of consistency in their models. So it is a pipeline. It is a, it's something that produces a lot of good players. And you can see how the English players benefit from that. So... Look, the other thing as well, there's four regions, there's lots of good players, lots of good youngsters. There's also opportunity. You need to go and get an opportunity to play and to drive forward. And as a result, then you can create greater knowledge of you as a player and greater development of your potential. And if you do that, then you're more likely to become a full-time professional and you're more likely to have a career in rugby. So I think from an individual point of view, I understand why people do it. The challenge for the regions is to keep and balance holding on to your really, really good youngsters to allow them to grow into your first team. It is indeed. One youngster beginning to grow into the Dragons' first team is centre Anira Owen, who made his debut for his home region over the festive period. He's one of the most exciting prospects in Welsh rugby after impressing at age-grade levels, and he spoke to Graham Gillespie. Obviously, this was the first full season going joining the big boys what was your mindset going into pre-season training ahead of this season then just excitement really uh, we'd made a couple of signings especially in, in my position and I was really excited to just get involved and well first of all it was just thankful to be training and uh, just you know be go back and play some rugby so and then just excitement to get amongst it just try and learn as much as I could yeah you know was really grateful to be back and excited to just learn as much as I could and get amongst it really a centre is one position where there are stacks of quality in the Dragons, isn't there? Like Jack Dixon, Adam Warren, Nick Tompkins. And then they announced Jamie Roberts. Do you think, oh, when am I going to get a chance with all these boys here? Yeah, I think maybe a couple, you know, if that was me maybe a couple of years ago, I would have been a bit gutted about it or a bit, you know, sad. But I, I don't know, for some reason, I, I was just really excited and I was actually quite pleased. And I thought, if you're going to have someone in the squad who, you know, has done everything in rugby, you know, been all around the world, you know, there's no better person to learn from. And someone who's played at the top level rugby for so long, you know, just by training with him, you sort of understand why. And there's some of the traits and some of the little things maybe people don't see that you can actually pick up and take into your game. So it's been, you know, really positive and it's only benefited me massively. You often hear like of, Players of that calibre, like Jamie Roberts, Nick Tompkins, coming in, they've obviously done a lot. Jamie in particular has been there a long time and you often hear people say, oh, yeah, he's teaching the young guys every trick in the book. Sometimes they're just words at the Dragons. Is he actually passing on his knowledge to you? And You know, it's not like every second of the days, you know, trying to pass on his stuff, but 
just him being in that environment, you know, the way he is in meetings, and he doesn't even have to be talking directly to you. And it's the same with Nick and all the other guys. They don't have to, but just their professionalism and the way they approach training and their standards that they set themselves, you sort of get a gauge of what it's about. And then, you know, once tra- once you, when, when training then, you can just pick up little things. You can speak to them if you want and they're happy to speak to you, but you can easily just pick up little things just by training with them and just being in that sort of environment with them. How are you going to celebrate being Dragon number 300? Well, I only got told after the game and uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. But yeah, I, I think making my debut was something I wanted to do for a long time and growing up, I've always wanted to play for the Dragons. So it wasn't really about being 300, but just getting on the pitch really to play for them was something I'd wanted to do for a long time and just about kicking on now, really. So um, That 300 appearance for you was delayed because you were due to play prior to that, but Nick Tompkins got released from the Welsh squad and then ended up on the yeah, bench. Yeah, so I, I was on the bench for one of the games, but Wales released Nick yeah. a week early, so he, he came onto the bench. Um, I ended up being water boy, so <laughs> that was quite bad. Different experience. So did you think then, oh, is this ever going to happen? Yeah, you do. You sort of think that, but, you you know... You just got to be patient with it, you know, understand you're young and, you know, if you keep working hard, eventually it will happen. So it's not something I've been too worried about, just trying to be patient and work hard and eventually, hopefully it would have come. And you obviously got a bit of a taste uh, in a Welsh derby coming on against the Scarlets, against your old mate Sam Costello. What was that like? Yeah, good. Again, another experience where just another experience to learn from and get better. And, you know, the more games you get involved in, in that sort of level, then the better it is for you. So, yeah, it was a good, had a little chat with Sam after, so that was good. And, you know, I see all mates, um, you know, really enjoyed the experience and give you a bit of confidence to understand you can play at that level and it's somewhere you can uh, strive at. After the game, Dean Ryan, the score obviously didn't flatter the Dragons, but uh, he did say that he thought that you performed particularly well and you didn't look out of place. So did you feel like you belong there? Yeah, I, I think that's, you know, coming on in those sort of games and, you know, I had about a half to play. So understanding that you can sort of play at that level is, you know, gives you a lot of confidence and understands that now you can go try and push on and get better and try and work your way up, really. So, no, yeah, it was pleasing. What's it like? So obviously with yourself, Ben Carter and Evan Lloyd and Luke Yendel, the last four guys to be capped at that level, you've all come through the academy system. So that would suggest maybe something is being done right at the Dragons to give you the, these young guys the opportunities? Yeah, I would say so. If you work hard enough and, you know, the group, you know, we've had coming through the academy, we've always tried to create that group where we push each other on and keep trying to get better. So, you know, if you keep working hard and a lot of us been wanting to get an opportunity, we can eventually, you know, if you're patient enough, you'll get eventually get it. So I think it's just a testament to how hard, you know, Ben Carr is probably one of the hardest working boys I know. 100% deserves an opportunity and you know he's shown in the Glasgow game how good he can be and stuff like that so it's only positive to see boys like him come through and Ev and Luke so no it's definitely a good thing yeah yeah and what about someone like say like Luke I mean he got his start literally three hours notice before yeah. uh, taking on the wasps and the scrum during the game was a bit of a disaster area but he came on and seemed to shore it up so even in, in the front row you seem to have a bit of depth there now as well don't you yeah, 100%. Yeah, just taking your opportunities and however they come, whether that's through being patient and working on, you can eventually get an opportunity or come some way through like that, through COVID or injury. If you get one, just taking it and trying to grab it with your hands. So, um, yeah, no, he's he's doing really well, yeah. So I looked at the the game that you came on to get your three, well, you were the 300th uh, player. 
when you look at the squad that actually was in that game, there were uh, you, Evan, Ben Carter, and then guys like Rio Dyer, Jared Rosser, Tane Basham. They've all come through the academy system. So that maybe suggests that, you know, in one or two years' time, the future's going to be really good for the Dragons. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think a lot of people have been talking about potential for a long time. Yeah. Especially How as do you turn that potential into... Yeah, well, it's, it's been a word for a long time now. So I think the next step then is there's a lot of chat about young players and stuff like that. But, you know, guys actually stepping up and making that transition then to being regulars and actually creating a group where we're competitive within the league and Europe. So I think that's definitely the next step. And something Dean's definitely trying to do is uh, make that next step for, you know, a lot of us are trying to do that. And there's a group there. Um, with a lot more experience now. So I definitely turning that word from potential to being competitive and winning games and being successful is definitely the next step, yeah. Yeah, you mentioned Dean. Uh, have you had much to do with him? Or? Uh, yeah, now and again. Well, yeah, when we're in training and stuff like that and the meetings and I think a lot of the academy boys, he's a very articulate coach and um, obviously knows his stuff. So you're learning loads from him. So, um, you know, yeah, he's been really good with all of us and... Um, definitely feel like developing in the environment and getting better, which is positive. What's it like playing in front of no crowds? Weird. No atmospheres. You're yet to taste the, you know, the Rodney Parade faithful. That's definitely something I want to do. Yeah, no, it is weird. You just have to sort of create your own energy from within the group. And it all comes down to with, you know, the energy that everyone creates and the momentum you can sort of create, because there's nothing coming externally. So, um, yeah, it's weird, and it'll be good once fans can be allowed back in because uh, I think everyone's missing them. Yeah, definitely. So, as a group at the Dragons, uh, what what are you hoping to do between now and the end of the season? Oh, win as many games as possible, keep improving, which I, I generally feel we are. Maybe I don't, I don't know how that looks from the outside of performances, but from me being within and looking at the squad, I generally feel like we're getting better, and there's actually. A, foundation built now and there's actually some sustainability there and yeah just to keep improving and keep getting better keep pushing each other and hopefully then through doing that and creating good performances more results and more wins will follow and then we can keep building and keep building personally are you happy where you are at this point yeah all things considered you know i was really happy to make my debut and just to keep pushing on now you want to learn as much as you can from the centres of there, but you also want to keep pushing them and keep trying to take their spot. Well, take their spot, really. So you want to keep pushing them, learning from them, and just create that environment where we're pushing each other, but also learning from each other as well. And as a youngster, you know, um, I really enjoyed being there. So I really enjoyed being, you know, in this environment with the people that are there because um, they're all a really good group of boys. So um no, yeah, really happy where I am at the moment, yeah. I was going to say, has it been everything you expected it to be? Yeah, I've really enjoyed it. Everybody at the Dragons are really care for the group and the, and the region, so everyone's trying to work hard to get better, and, you know, the end goal is to put performances and win games, so um, I've really enjoyed it, yeah. And as long as we're keeping improving, that's the main thing, yeah. Really relishing it, because it's something I wanted to do for a long time. And does it help also that, because obviously there's quite a few boys that you've played with the under-20s that you, you've sort of come through together. Does it help that, you know, you're still together, if you like? There's, there's boys coming through and coming up and training with the seniors, so there is a group of us, which is good, and we, we know each other. But, you know, you also want to get to know, you know, the guys that are there and 
uh, get to know them and the other, and new people as well. So it's a really good balance, to be fair. And yeah, no, it has been good because, you know, we've all been pushing each other for a lot, uh, a couple of years now to keep improving and keep pushing on. So I think, you know, getting into the senior environment is what a lot of us have wanted to do. So I think, yeah, it's been really good. And has it surprised you at how well Ben has been playing? No, not at all. Yeah. It's surprised me how much he's gone under the radar until now, really. Yeah, ex- uh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'm, you know, coming through the academy with Ben, you know, the same age and, you know, he's been exactly the same since he started and he's he's worked really hard. He's clever. He's, you know, a really smart rugby player and, well, everyone within the environment's known how good he yeah, is. It's, yeah. only, it's only now that people outside are starting to see how good he can be and because, you know, he's one of the most hardworking people I've seen. So um, he definitely deserves every, all the credit he's getting because it's a credit to how hard he's working and how good a person he is and friend he is. And you wouldn't say it's one of the easier positions to play in either, would you? You know. Well, no, but again, like, you know, the whole of last year, you know, he was, you know, after sessions, before sessions, looking at line outs, you know, really working on that part of his game and understanding what it took at a senior level, you know, he's put some size on and that's through his hard work in the gym and he's continued working on other parts of his game as well. So although it's not an easy position, he feels really good. He looks really comfortable in there. And, you know, if he's making 31 titles a game, you know, it's see how, you know, good he is really. Well, you've got to be pretty good if you play every minute of a Six Nations campaign, don't you, for your country? Yeah, well, yeah. So, uh, do that, so, yeah, I mean, he's a really coachable lad as well, you know, really polite, really humble. So he's got a lot of good qualities. And the Ben in question is Locke Ben Carter, of course. So that's it for this week's Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Still plenty to talk about next week, whether it's on or off the pitch. But until then, goodbye and stay safe.